Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Merry Hanukkah and Happy Christmas, everyone. Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast with the stupendous episode number two freaking hundred. Can you believe that? Two hundred episodes, Mike. Wow, man. Two hundred episodes. It's kind of a blur, man. Honestly, it's it's been so long. We've been doing this for so long. It's great. Now, is that from all the what have you been drinkings? No, no, no. Uh, unfortunately, no. It's just uh, you we're just we've done so many. I can't even remember all the movies. Like sometimes I'm like, did we do a pod about that now? Like I totally can't remember. Well, and we've discussed this before, Mike. That is why I put the search function on our website. It's for us. It's not for anyone else. Yeah, I mean, it's a bonus for them, but it's really for us. Yeah, so we can be like, okay, so what did we do? Okay, let me go look that up. So, like, for instance, I guess we can spoil it already. Next week podcast is going to be a repeat. Yes, but it's a cool repeat. It's one of Mike's favorite Christmas movies of all time. Do you want to tell him now or do you want to wait? Ooh, I don't know. I think I think we should let them stew on it. I'm pretty sure they know what movie it is, but it's okay. We'll let them stew on it because we talked about it a little bit. So there's your hint. Stew and porridge. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, that that didn't that's work. It. No. I was thinking like stew from like Uncle from- Stew, Christmas Vacation kind of thing, but that's not the uncle's name. No, it's not Uncle Stew, isn't it Uncle... Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Hey, Eddie. Shitter was full. So, all right, Mike, speaking of holiday Christmas movies that are classics that everybody loves that you have to watch every year for our stupendous episode 200 spectacular. That's right. That's copyrighted. Stupendous. Stupendous. Yeah. Copyright. Or wait, wait. I screwed that up. Stupendous. Spectacular. Yeah, close enough. Say it again, man. I don't Say know. It again, I, meant, I forgot already. Stupendous, excellent, spectacular. There we go. Stupendous, excellent, spectacular episode 200. We're doing a classic holiday film based on Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol starring Bill Murray with Scrooged. All right. Yeah. So, uh, Matt, I'll go ahead and break that down. Uh, this was directed by Richard Donner. Written by uh, Mitch Glazer, Michael O'Donohue, and uh, like you just said, it's based on uh, Charles Dickens' uh, A Christmas Carol. And this is starring uh, Bill Murray, Karen Allen, John Forsythe, John Glover, Bobcat Goldthwaite, and Carol Kane. And this is about a selfish, cynical television executive is haunted by three spirits bearing lessons on Christmas Eve. It's definitely one of the best tellings of a Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. Um, Matt, have you ever actually read the Charles Dickens uh, A Christmas Carol? Mike, what kind of question is that? You know, I don't know how to read. <laughs> well, no, that is a lie. If it was in a comic book, you would have already read it, back to cover, front to back, whatever. Yeah, but those are pictures, Michael. Those are pictures. I can read pictures. I'm a photographer. Ah, okay. You you can read a, like a little caption and then and then the picture. Okay. I didn't say anything about reading. I said I can read pictures. <laughs> I guess a picture is worth a thousand words, Matt. 
and I don't know what those thousand words are in writing. I can say a thousand words, hence the podcast. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So, so, um, yeah, no, I actually haven't written, uh, you know, read the novel myself and I'm, I was kind of curious. I, I kind of want to, because, uh, you know, I've seen all these movies that are themed after A Christmas Carol. There's tons of them. And I think it would be kind of worthwhile to just watch the actual or uh, read the actual book and then be like, oh, and it'll all come together. And then I'll be like, oh, those movies were not quite right, but, you know, whatever. That's just what I was thinking. Well, I'm sure everyone has their own take, much like Scrooge, you know. It's a comedic, cynical television executive. Yeah, oh, man, he's he's brutal in the beginning. Uh, I, I love the way that this movie starts with the, the kind of commercials or whatever for the like the the ad spots in the beginning oh man i love it it's like whoa that really sets the tone of the movie and you have to say this is probably the most animated outgoing mean-spirited portrayal or maybe not portrayal but uh role that bill murray has done like he's pretty ruthless in this but he's also very energetic and kind of all over the place at the same time uh, yeah, there's definitely like a transformation that happens in this movie in quite the short amount of time. You know, this movie doesn't run that long. It's an hour and 41 minutes. But it just, the transition is like from like this harsh, just, I don't know, uh, do anything to get to the top corporate executive to to kind of the humble beginnings and, and the, the the different side of him. And I, I like that story and I like, how it kind of went but man it's it's quite drastic and man i didn't you know i hadn't seen this in a little while but i didn't realize this is kind of a commercial for tab and vodka oh yeah i mean smirnoff and and tab yeah which tab i think they're they've stopped making now there was a big announcement about it a few months ago yeah i think that's real recent man yeah i i think i saw that a couple weeks ago i don't know it, it's very recent i think tab is done no more tab well mike you know everything with the covid our timelines are all screwed up and everything just blends together so that's 100 percent true it was fairly recent it was sometime this year i i don't know it doesn't matter but yeah so mike i discussed it a little bit on the radio this morning on lisa live and local on magic 99.1 some of the issues I do have with this film, and I do have a handful. Like, for instance, I think his coming to Jesus moment at the end of the film isn't real great and real dramatic compared to other A Christmas Carol tellings. Oh, all right. I mean, that's... I I don't know. I, I feel like he's kind of lost it, and he's just being... I don't know. I think he did it in a very kind of Bill Murray way. When he's, he's, you know, you're, you're talking about right at the end with the big production, right? No, I, his coming to Jesus moment is the moment where he realizes the errors of his ways and flips and becomes the good spirited, uh, I need to fix this crap kind of person. And so basically it's the scene with the ghost of Christmas future where they're in the crypt or crematorium. And you see the coffin slowly going into the crematorium, and it's his brother and sister-in-law standing there looking at it, and that's it. That's not very dramatic. That's not very come to Jesus. That's not very 
I'm going to die. I mean, yes, him actually being in the coffin after he looks at it is pretty crazy, but it's not as dramatic as other tellings of a Christmas story where, you know, it's like the grave and the, the ghost of Christmas future, like throws them into the grave and like all, covers them and all that kind of stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess that's true, man. I also, when, when he starts to burn up, he really, his only, his feet catch on fire and I was pretty sure that wasn't really Bill Murray on fire, which is, you know. I mean, what is he, a wussy? I mean, come on. You know he wants to catch on fire. Come on. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be on your resume once. Will be lit on fire. or maybe, yeah, I mean, I bet it was written in his contract. No being lit, lit on fire. Even accidentally. Sorry. No. Man. Insurance. Oh, you want to hear something fun about fires? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, not really fun, really depressing. So the house um, behind me and two doors down caught on fire the other day. Oh, and not no. a little bit either. I mean, it was it had a 100-foot plume of smoke in the air. The whole thing went up. And I was quite worried because guess which direction the wind was blowing? Towards my house. And it was... Oh, man. It was about 20 mile per hour winds, man. It was very, very scary. I took a couple pictures, but I was like, well, I've been in this situation. I've been to many house fires. If the fire department doesn't start getting this under control, uh, I'll know. But they got it under control and knocked down. I want to go over there and see how bad it damaged the house. But it's like the street behind me. I got to go like around. It'll be a whole production. People will know. But anyways, I still want to go look. Wow, man, that's that's pretty crazy. Did you smell the smoke, or what What caught your attention about the fire? What happened is I heard a loud boom, and I had no idea what it was. And so I opened up my Facebook, and being from my newspaper days, I'm in a group on Facebook that's guys that are retirees that are really bored, sit and listen to the police scanners all day, and they post everything major that happens in this group. And they posted that, and I was like, they posted the address, I'm like, oh, crap. That's literally the street behind me. And so I walked outside and I looked and it's just a little bit of white smoke. And the next thing I know, it's just black, thick, dense smoke. Well, guess what that explosion was that got my attention? Uh, was it their natural gas or I'm, I'm not sure. We have propane and it was the propane tank. Oh man, I wonder how that happened. Yep. So, you know. It's all propane over here. I wish it was natural gas. God, I wish it was natural gas. It'd be so much cheaper. <laughs> Anyways. So, 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 man, let me get this straight. I'm, I'm, I'm going to repeat this back to you. You heard a loud noise, and you're like, I'm going to check on Facebook rather than walk outside. No, I walked outside, and then I looked on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. I walked outside. I was like, huh, that doesn't sound good. Eh. And then I started hearing sirens, and I was like, ah, shit. So I walked outside. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, sorry. I guess I enough. I got us off topic. Enough. I know. I'm sorry, yeah. Mike. Jesus. En uh, enough of uh, 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 fires and, and off topicness. Uh, let's talk oh. about. Okay. I got another complaint if you want. Or, or, okay, or go. I should let yeah, you finish yeah, yeah. your sentence. No, no. You, you, you go for it, man. Okay. So the other complaint I had. And I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this or not. It's the love story. You didn't like the love story? No. I didn't think there was enough of it. Oh. Oh. Whoa, whoa. Is this... This is Matt over there? Are, are you sure? Uh, See, I'm not completely dead I, inside. 
I I think I think you might have the COVID, man, because you're just not thinking straight. <laughs> I do. No, I don't have the COVID. At least I hope not. I don't know. You don't have it if you don't go and get tested, right? A hundred percent. Yes. Perfect. Okay, so here's my complaint, and I again I talked about it this morning. So the main character Lumpy, played by Bill Murray. Don't spit your beer all over the camera, Mike. Don't do it. <laughs> I know you took a sip right when I said that. <laughs> um, he goes from not talking to his ex-girlfriend for 15 years to calling her, then going to her place of work. Well, I don't know if it's her place of work because she's volunteering, right, at the shelter. Uh, it's her shelter. Okay, like, so it I is her work. I think she ran it. Okay. Yeah, I think it's her work. Yeah. So he goes over there, and he has only done nothing but talk to her on the phone, and it's like old times. How does he know? Like, they start making out practically in the middle of the homeless shelter. Where's all the time that they went from being, here, I haven't talked to you in 15 years, to we're dating again, because there was none of that. I'm pretty sure I would have been like, so who are you dating now? Are you married? Do you have any kids? Things like that. But no, it's just immediately like it's off. It's on. And then he gets really mean. In my opinion, the love story, which I think is integral to this telling of this version of a Christmas Carol was not told enough. It's just kind of like an afterthought. Well, maybe some of it got cut on the editing editing floor or whatever, but I felt like it, it was there, but it's it is kind of crazy. But I feel like their romance was kind of crazy, and I think it went along with it. I would have liked to have had a little bit more backstory about Lumpy. Um, they had some because right. yeah, but not because enough. they had a little bit about when he was a younger like TV producer and he was working on that kind of kids show, but it didn't really get into like their relationship too much and like i can assume this is just a huge assumption on my part that over the 15 years he had kept an eye out on on her and kind of knew like you know how people like facebook stock now and stuff but that's completely just assuming i you know there's no nothing in the story to you know corroborate that but that's what i kind of felt like happened you're right though it it goes from like zero to 100 percent very quick yeah it's just i i wish there was a little bit more to it and i know that sounds bad but or not that's very uncharacteristic of me but that's just it was a very very big part of this film it's one of the reasons why he's so bitter is because he gave up the love of his life to pursue his career and she waited for him yeah pretty much yeah uh and it was yeah it was pretty rough uh watching that scene where he's like i gotta go to dinner or whatever with uh, the executive because it was like christmas eve and yeah it was like oh man yeah this this uh this is i don't know i like this movie matt it's it's more of a darker telling of it's more way more adult uh christmas carol than a lot of the other ones like the muppets christmas carol or uh several other christmas carol movies it, this one's just more adult and kind of dark i don't know like the uh the makeup i thought the makeup on uh like his old dead boss the the golf 
golfing guy. I don't, I don't know who, what his name was or anything. I thought that was Lou. great. Lou. Lou yeah, Hayward. I, I thought that. Yeah, that was, I thought that was really cool. Like scene. Oh yeah, they did a really good job. Yeah, and no, I'm like I was saying, I don't hate this movie. There, these are just a couple of the aspects that I found wrong with it. Um, the makeup is good. I like the story. I do like that it's darker. I like that. I don't know if you could get away with making it today because of Bobcat Goldthwait's character coming back with a shotgun and lighting, you know, the office up and still retaining his job and. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, I guess times are unfortunately a little different, and there's been a lot more of those uh, situations actually play out, so I think people are a little bit more sensitive to that these days. Yeah, you couldn't really get away with it as a joke now. Yeah, no, you you could not get away with it as a joke, so that's a good point, Matt. This, This movie likely could not get made today as it is. Right, yeah, they would have to do some tweaking, but... No, I enjoy it. It's one of my favorite versions of A Christmas Story. I really like the uh, Ghost of Christmas Past, the one that drives around in the taxi that's a little nuts. I like him. He's a lot of fun. I'm not a huge fan of the Ghost of Christmas Present. She wails on Bill Murray a lot. It's wonderful for comedic effect, but I'm just like, eh. After a while, it's like, okay, we understand. You're beating the hell out of him. Great. You could stop now. You know, and then the Ghost of Christmas Future, the makeup on him was amazing, especially when Bill Murray opens up his jacket and it's like all these souls trapped in him. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it was the makeup in this movie actually was nominated for uh, an Academy Award. Oh, Mike, that sounds like you want to do some trivia about this movie. Well, I was reading up on it a little bit, Matt, but I think before I get to that, I need to ask you an important question, Matt. What are you drinking? <sighs> well, Mike, I thought you were never going to ask because I am quite parched. Mike, today I am drinking a chronic ale, amber ale, from the Pizza Port Brewing Company in Carlsbad, California. And it doesn't really taste like chronic, really. It has a little bit of something in there. It just tastes like a pretty good little amber. It's a little lighter for amber, but I like it. Oh, is it supposed to be marijuana-themed chronic, or what do, what do we got going on Well, there's on a dude on it smoking a big fat joint, so I would go with yes. Okay. All right. So, uh, Mike, um, what IPA are you drinking for our incredible 200th episode? It better be a special one. It is. It is not an IPA, man. So check this out. It is a sour ale. It is low funk sour ale, and uh, it's out of let's see, Mobcraft uh, out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This immediately makes me want to ask if there's a low funk, do they have a high funk? I don't know, but uh, the low funk is a sour ale conditioned with lactobacillus uh, using a Solera blending method, refreshingly tart with hints of lime and Belgian esters. Allow your taste buds to boogie down with this funky pleasure. Wow. So it's like a beer you drink while listening to like George, um, uh, George, not George Clooney. George Clooney? No. George Carlin? No, not George Carlin. George Carlin is a comedian. You know, uh, George something on the Funkadelics. You remember? George Clinton. Clinton. There we go. Damn it. I knew it was, <laughs> it was something with a C. 
<laughs> yeah, dude, you were getting there. You were we we were coming around. We were. I coming got COVID around. brain. There we go. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. <laughs> Just a joke, people. He does not have COVID. I not again. Yet. I haven't been because he doesn't have a test. So if I haven't been tested, I don't have it. I'm good. I'm golden. <laughs> Gosh. Well, all right, Mike. Speaking <laughs> about golden and giveaways and being Santa Claus, Mike, we have a impromptu giveaway from our friends over at Paramount Pictures. Oh, awesome, man. What do we got this week? Well, Mike, this is a new one. It stars Drew Barrymore. It is called The Stand-In. Do you remember watching the trailer for this? Oh, I do, actually. I do. So, it's a comedy. It is currently streaming on Redbox On Demand. And they are the ones that are hooking us up with these codes. It is not to own the movie, but it is for a free rental of the film on their digital download. Um, It stars Drew Barrymore, Michael Zegan, and TJ Miller. And here is my little bit of business. Let's see if I can do it without screwing it up, right? (laughs) I wasn't going to say anything, man. Uh Uh-huh. Sure, Mike. Sure. I see you eyeballing me over there. All right, here we go. Streaming now on Redbox on demand, Drew Barrymore stars in the hilarious comedy The Stand-In, featuring a stellar comedic supporting cast, including T.J. Miller and Holland Taylor. An uber-famous comedy star, Drew Barrymore, hires her on-set stand-in, also played by Barrymore, to take her place after being ordered to serve a year in rehab. The unassuming woman flips the script and steals the actress's identity, career, and boyfriend in this outrageous comedy about trading places. You can stream the stand-in instantly on your smart TV or favorite device with the Redbox app today. It is rated R, and it again, it is from our good friends over at Paramount Pictures. All right, man. Uh, that sounds like an uh, interesting movie. Uh, Drew Barrymore paying herself kind of as two different characters. So that that would be probably fun. I think it would be really fun. So, it, it, the trailers look really, really, really good. So yeah, I, I already made the decision on how people need to enter to win a copy or a code to watch the stand-in. I'm sticking, okay. I'm sticking with our... Uh, theme that we've done for the other two this month uh your favorite uh christmas movie i really like hearing what people love to watch around this time of year and it's just you know it gives us ideas for next year's super spectacular holiday excited awesome movie review thingamabobber oh man it's it's changing it's evolving people as you as you hear it it is just really getting special well we had one of our listeners write in and say that he liked the suggestion i don't remember how exactly how you put it mike but it was movies at winter time something like that <laughs> yeah, or snow movies like or that. something yeah <laughs> i'd have to look it up but he really liked that title he thinks that's what we should go with so i think that's probably what it'll be unless other people have other suggestions because that's the only one we've gotten so far okay all right well Movies at winter time with snow. With snow. Extra snow. With snow. Yeah. Yeah. Extra snow. Right. Well, okay, Mike. So we've done our giveaway. Again, thank you, Paramount Pictures. You guys are freaking awesome. 
We've done What Are You Drinking? We've said it's episode 200. You know what that means, Mike? What's that, man? How does Scrooged relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, thanks for asking, Matt. Uh, so this one wasn't too hard. Um, the MCU tie-in is Alfre uh, Woodard uh, was in uh, as uh, this movie as Grace Cooley, and it is also in Captain American Civil War. Nice, nice, good job, Michael. Good job. You got an actual actor in it instead of the hairstylist or the fluffer. Hey, they still count. <laughs> I don't think that last one was is in uh, the the movies, but you never know. Uh, I mean, if you ask the Weinstein, <laughs> I don't know, man. I think there might have been a fluffer for this movie because Bill Murray's hair is outrageous in Scrooged. I think they had a fluffer just for his hairdo. Ah, uh, well, I don't know, man. Maybe they might have. Well, call up your good buddy and get him on the phone and talk to him because I know you're good friends with Bill Murray. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's just in my pocket. I can just call him up. Hey, Bill, how's it going? So when's Ghostbusters 7 coming out? <laughs> God, dude, that's another movie that's a victim of freaking COVID was Ghostbusters, you know, was supposed to come out this summer with a couple of those kids from uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so many I, good movies I, I, this year that we've missed out they're, on. They're, they're, they're just... They're just sitting and waiting. There's just, I mean, there are some movies that are coming out, but it's it's mostly the stuff they don't think is going to do too well. And, and then we got Warner Brothers trying this experiment. I'm I'm not sure how it's going to go, and looks like Disney Plus is leaning towards that too. And I don't know. We'll see. Well, you know the one that's really going to be shitty for me and you. Well, okay, maybe me because I'm poor is you know what's going to happen is all of our streaming services are going to start going up and up and up. Disney's already announced that they're going to start hiking prices. Oh, yeah. No, the first price hike goes up in, uh, I think, February. So uh, it's it's going to keep going. Yeah, no, they got to go. I mean, Disney Plus is insanely cheap right now. It was just, this is the intro price. So I knew that would be what it is. But I'm also know that I may uh I at least have 17 years left on Disney Plus. So, I can't wait. <laughs> at least 17, maybe more. I mean, I'm down for 17 years of the Mandalorian. You know, I I love it. But uh I I think the Mandalorian is going to start turning into oh crap, I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. You haven't seen it. I haven't seen oh, it. Man. Nothing. You, you're seen doing this nothing. on purpose to me just so I can't talk about it. Yes, you I am. I am totally. Yes, yes. Uh, so, so Matt, uh, let's let's get back to the Scrooge a little bit. Yes, sir. Um, how do you think the special effects and stuff held up on this? Like, I thought most of it was still pretty good. It's pretty practical. It's decent for the age of the film. It's uh, obviously not at the level of today, but I mean, this film is a eighties film. It's nineteen eighty eight, so. A lot of the effects are practical, which I like. I like practical effects. Um, one, again, talking about the Mandalorian, one very practical effect is uh, Baby Yoda. A lot of people don't know that, but the majority of Baby Yoda is a real 
creature. It is not digital. They tried it with digital on the first season on a few episodes, just seeing how it worked. And in their teaser audience preview kind of stuff, they really preferred the puppet over digital. I I have seen season one, Matt, and I think that that was a good choice. I think that was a good choice. I, I really like his character. So, all right, Mike, well, what else do you want to add about Scrooge? Because we pretty much covered almost the entire film up to this point. I mean, we really talked about a lot of it. We did talk about a lot of it. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I was going to talk a little bit about some of the trivia about this movie. Oh, sure. Now you want to talk about it when I threw to you earlier about it. But now, no, now you got to wait till the end to get the trivia. Okay, Mike, let's hear. Let's hear it. There better be some good trivia. I'm going to go drink my beer. <laughs> okay. Uh, Carol Kane would have, uh, would get upset at having to rough up Bill Murray in their scenes together. And she actually injured him. Uh, she ripped his lip real bad and they actually had to stop production for a few days. That was the, the ghost of Christmas present. Oh yeah, I know. I was just waiting for you to do the next thing of trivia, but yeah. See, so I was justified in saying, I think she beat on him a little bit too much. I, I guess she did. She really did beat on him a little much. Um, uh, the this movie was produced in December and and the uh, director really wanted to give the crew uh, Christmas day off and the the studio that was uh, making this was like no and uh, he <laughs> he figured out a way around it he fired everybody on December twenty fourth and then rehired everybody on December twenty sixth perfect and with bonuses right they got a raise. Oh, obviously. I mean, this was the 80s, man. Everybody was doing well. It's pretty wild that they filmed it in December because it came out at the end of November. It came out the same weekend, almost the exact same day that our movie from last week came out, Fat Man. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um, Bill Murray, uh, this was his first starring role since Ghostbusters. And he had been living in Paris and considered giving up acting altogether. Interesting. So Scrooge is what brought him back into the limelight, much like a Zombieland. Yeah, Zombieland. Yeah, I think also. Wow, what what is that thing that everybody likes? The the I don't know. The like keep keep calm and whatever. Like carry on. What is the the? There's like this. I don't know. This weird cult following of Bill Murray and this this thing. I don't. I, I don't know. It's it's weird. I have, they wear like shirts of them and stuff. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm really confused. Uh, all right. There's there's some like internet type thing that's like keep calm and oh I forget what it's exactly called. And anyway, the like Bill Murray's like their superhero. So they they have like t-shirts of them and stuff all I the time. I thought the keep calm thing was from the chive. Oh, the chive. Yeah. Bill Murray's involved with the Chive? I I think the Chive worships Bill Murray. I don't think that Bill Murray does anything. Oh, <laughs> he just, okay. The Chive worships yeah, yeah, like yeah. lots of things, Mike. Women in swimsuits. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that's what it's called, the Chive. Yeah, good job, man. Good yeah, it's job. a website slash app, I believe. Yeah, it's just a bunch of pictures of dumb stuff, really, mostly, or, or women scantily clothed. Again, I don't see any negatives. <laughs> Correct, man. Man, yeah, you, you should see if you can get a, a photo job for them. You're like, yes, I can take these pictures. I, I'll submit my resume tomorrow. All right. Well, come on. Where's your trivia? Let's go. 
the pressure's <laughs> so, on. So now you're now you're riding me, man. Now I'm getting I'm feeling woo. Lot, there's lots on my shoulders. I'm really having a hard time not saying that's what she said. You've 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 had like three good ones so far. <laughs> and that's my Christmas gift to you, Mike. I am not saying that's what she said on this podcast. Oh wait, I already have. <laughs> oh, speaking of Christmas gifts, man. Yours is in the mail. I don't know if you're gonna like it, but I think it's hilarious. So hopefully you like it. Shit. I'm supposed to get you a Christmas gift, Mike? No, no, you don't need to give me a Christmas gift. I mean, Dude, and this fleshlight is so customizable compared to last year's. Good. I, I'm just going to be happy if this one is not black like Darth Vader and has like his breathing every single time I turn it on because that's just like a little obnoxious. I mean, I'm sitting there trying to go to town and, you know, you hear this. <gasps> I mean, it's like you're like laying pipe to like someone on a respirator. It's just awful, Mike. Oh man, yeah, that that is awful. So don't worry, it's not like that this time. Good, and you know the lightsaber part is cool, but I mean, what am I supposed to do with it? <sighs> I guess that's for you to figure out. I mean, there's always lube. Jesus, Mike, there's not enough lube in the world for that lightsaber. <laughs> All right, well, back on topic. That is, yeah, back on topic. <laughs> Please. <Man>. <laughs> <laughs> We really jumped off there. Sorry, people. It's two hundred episodes. We're 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 you know we're ecstatic. We're happy. We're running out of material. <laughs> we're running out of material. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't even we we can't even go outside anymore. It's terrible. I completely forgot what the sun looks like or the moon. <laughs> well, that's because there was a fire and there was so much smoke you couldn't see it. That's true. That's very true. It blacked out the sun. Black hole sun. Ah, yes, some Soundgarden. Yeah, that's good stuff. We need concerts. We need concerts back. I miss my concerts. We do need concerts back, but they're not saying, they're saying like 2022, dude. God damn it. I had tickets to freaking Rage. They better still be together doing their reunion tour in two years. (laughs) I didn't cancel that shit. I paid for it. I paid all that money. It was a lot of money. I'm going to see Rage. Hey, maybe by 2022, I'll have the tickets paid for. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's a good way to look at it. (laughs) All right, Mike. So what else do you got to have? What else do you got to have? What else do you want to add about Scrooged? Um, I don't know. I, I, I enjoy watching this movie. I, I usually catch it every year. Uh, back when I had cable, I would see this. And, and actually now I, I have it on uh, Blu-ray. So uh, I will likely try and watch this every year. I don't know if it'll be quite like the movie that we're going to review next week, Matt. But man... It's a hard movie to match, right, Mike? It, oh, dude, that was great. Um, I want to say that's what she said right there. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yes, it is a hard movie to match. And that movie that Matt is talking about is Die Hard. See what we did there? I was hoping to get a little bit of that's what she said, but I knew you were going to be conflicted because it's your favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes so uh next week we are going to be doing die hard and i've already watched it i think four times uh in the last few days so it's basically if i could i would just have it on loop 24 7 at my house but uh you know just wake up you know like your alarm could be like 
Hans Gruber falling from the 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 tower, you know, like Nakatomi Tower. Now, are you watching but, it in HD or 4K? I am watching in HD. I do not have uh, a 4K TV. Well, I need to get one. It's okay, I need to get one. I'll let you know how it is in 4K. Oh, nice, nice, nice burn, man. Nice. <laughs> I think that's what it is because I have it on my Voodoo and I think it's in 4K on Voodoo. I'll have to double check on that, but I do have it on my Voodoo. I do not have Scrooge. Yeah. And um, I'm sure you have Die Hard on Blu-ray, right? Oh, I do. I do have it on Blu-ray. I don't have it on Ultra Blue. You know, what? Are, what's the newest format called? Ultra? Uh, they just call it like 4K Blu-ray now, I think. Oh, okay. 4K Blu-ray. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. But what's interesting is <laughs> to to not get it confused with like normal Blu-ray, they put them in black boxes. Because you know all the Blu-ray boxes are like usually that little clear blue. And so they put yeah, them in yeah, black yeah. so you know it's 4K. I guess. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's kind of a weird race to the internet because it seems like the internet is is winning because it's not, not as many people are buying uh players like they used to so i i feel like there's not even a lot of uh 4k blu-ray players out there i mean they're they're a handful but i feel like it's not very common that's one i go back on back and forth on is if i should get one or not because i don't have a whole lot of 4k blu-rays i have probably maybe five because there's a couple movies where i'm like well I'll pay the extra $3 and get the 4K because it also has the regular in it. And then when you claim the digital code on Vudu or whatever, you get the 4K version. And so that's how I'm watching most of my 4Ks. I was doing uh, future-proofing, I guess, is a good way to put it because I knew eventually I was going to get a 4K TV. I didn't think it was going to be this year. I'm glad it was this year. It's pretty sweet. Uh, most people I don't... I was having this discussion with my nephew, Michael, if he listens to this. Most people actually can't tell the difference between 4K and regular HD because they don't have a big enough TV. Being a photographer and super image, you know, person, extremely observant, things like that, I can tell the difference between 4K and regular, but I also have a big enough TV on top of it. It's really not that dramatic of a difference, if you want to know the truth. It's not like the jump from standard definition to HD. That was a much bigger jump than from HD to 4K. Now, Matt, is the HDR, is that coming through? Yes. Like, Do you like that? HDR is awesome. I really like HDR. Not so much with movies. I mean, it's okay with movies. It's good. Where I really notice the HDR is on the rare occasion I get to play a video game. Ah, all right, all right. Very cool, very cool. I intend to get uh, one of these 4K TVs soon, but, uh, you know, there's lots of things to pay for, and uh, we'll we'll probably get it one eh, sometime soon. Maybe this this coming Super Bowl Sunday, since I don't know what Super Bowl Sunday is going to be like with the the COVID. (laughs) It'll be, I guess you just sit at home and eat some pizza. Well, is Jacksonville <laughs> going to be in the Super Bowl? Because if they are, you have to get one. No, no, they are not. Well, then you uh, can't get one. Is, uh, there you go. That's the rule. You can't get a 4K TV until they're in the Super Bowl. So it might be 100 years, Mike. Oh, no. Well, can I get an 8K TV then? Yes. If 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 they're not in the Super Bowl by the time the 8Ks come out, you can get an 8K. Well, they're out now, 
there's just no content for them. Yeah, I might need to get an 8K now and just because yeah, they, uh, not looking, not looking. They're they're definitely not going to make the playoffs. They, their their coach probably isn't even going to make it. It's bad. It's bad, man. Well, I have to say, Mike, I know one reason why you haven't gotten a 4K TV is because you're a, a technology snob. It's also why you haven't gotten a laptop since we started this podcast almost three years ago or over three years ago. Because you got to have the tippy top or nothing. And so now you just have nothing. Like, I got, I think I did a pretty good job on a, getting a 4K Vizio TV. Did I want the OLED fancy $2,000 TV? You bet your ass I did. But I got a pretty good deal on the Vizio I got. And the biggest, the only thing it doesn't have is that it's not the QLED or OLED or whatever. Other than that, it has everything else. I love it. Well, Matt, there is an OLED uh, Vizio TV now, so maybe maybe I could maybe I can make the jump. There's also an OLED TCL too. Is there an OLED TCL? Yep, their new ones they just Ooh. announced or that just came out around uh, Black Friday. They're either OLED or QLED. It's one of the two. I don't remember. Hmm. Interesting. Well. Uh, I don't know. So that'll that that alone will help drop the price of OLEDs. So that's cool. Well, but I, and I then, have mixed feelings about the TCL because your parents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually I helped them diagnose what happened. Uh, the way that the backlighting works on that, if one light goes out in the backlighting of it. It turns off the whole backlight. Oh no! And so what happened was uh, we did some diag- diagnosing of it, and um, I was able to take my phone light and put it up close to the TV when we turned it on, and you could see the the LCD was still working. It's just the backlight is out, and then we Googled how to how to uh, fix that. Oh man. You've got to take apart the whole entire screen, take off all the layers, get to the very back, which is only accessible from the front, and then uh, either replace the LED strip or replace the individual LED with like solder and like like pretty pretty intricate electrical work. But you know, my dad has all that stuff. Um, so, did you fix it or did they buy a new one? No, no, no. My dad is going to fix it. This is what he said. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, we we ended up putting it back up because uh, we didn't. Obviously, we didn't have time to mess around with that. But uh, he was also thinking about just ordering another strip for the LEDs, which were super cheap. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. you can get them all over eBay or Amazon. But the um, the work to take apart the screen is is kind of a lot, but he's like, "Man, I paid like four hundred dollars for this. This thing's gonna, I'm gonna fix it." <laughs> I was like, "All right." Well, you know, I had the backlight go out on one of my TVs, but it was before LED. I I don't know if you remember my Sanyo. I had like a big second generation flat screen TV, probably from it was like when I first moved out here to back to Arizona. You remember that sucker was heavy as shit too. Oh, actually, yes, I yep. do. The backlight burned out on that. Not my current house, not my house before, but the house before that, the the manufactured home I was living in in Prescott proper. 
Yeah. It burned out when I was there. And so that was when I bought a, my first Vizio. And I didn't want a Vizio, but I was really happy with it. I bought that and I used it there. And then it made it through until, you know, I got rid of the new Vizio right now. And I'm happy with Vizio so far. I really like my LG TV, though, that I have in my bedroom. And I've had that for a very long time. That's a very nice TV. Nice, man. Yeah, I've had, uh, I have some Samsungs that I've had for a long time and uh, both still working fine. Um, but yeah, uh, I was just, when I, when we watched the video on how to take apart the TV, it's like, it's, I wouldn't say it's terrible, but like, you definitely have to be careful on some, some components. Otherwise it's, it's not going to work again. And to get, get back all the way to the, the, um, the backlights is, isn't, it's just annoying. Like, cause you have to take off the circuitry and stuff on the LCD and like, that's a little bit tricky, but, um, the videos on online show you exactly what you have to do, but it's still, it's easier to watch a video than actually do it. But at least, at least you have some guides. Well, I replaced a hard drive on the IMAX that you're not supposed to take apart. You know, where the only <laughs> nice. way you can access them is by removing the f- the front panel. And yeah. the one of the biggest things about removing the front panel that they tell you over and over and over again, we cannot guarantee you're not going to break the front panel. I didn't break it. I didn't break it. I took my time. I cut the glue very slowly. I, t- I did it over and over and over and over and over again. And then when I felt that it was confident enough to remove it then i removed it because that's the problem people don't cut it enough and then they pull it and it cracks the screen and you just might as well throw it out because screens you know even on imac i mean it was a four four or five k screen and it's insanely inexpensive expensive all just to change a hard drive and it the 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 kicker was the hard drive that was in there is the old hard drive it was not in a solid state that's why it tanked they probably just left it running for years and it just died so oh, that wow. sucker's got a solid state in it now. But I was proud of myself that I didn't break the screen because it. I mean, dude, it's those LCD screens are very thin, and you crack, you move them just the right way enough, they crack. You're done. Throw them out. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I guess to add on to that a little bit. I mean, we're super way off topic, but whatever. Uh, was the um, it's episode two hundred? Do f- what you want. Yeah, my my I got my phone uh, repaired once over at the uh, Apple Store for like a recall or whatever, and it's an iPhone, and um, I had to do all this stuff, and I'm like, why do I have to do all this? And they're like, oh well, in case, um, oh they were changing the battery, uh, and I was like, oh okay. Uh, they're like, well, we have to make sure that you do all this stuff and back it up just in case because. You know, sometimes when we change the uh, the batteries, we break the screen and we have to give you a new phone. I'm like, wait, wait, that's you? You you guys who make it? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, Man. machines are what's putting them together, you know? Yeah, it's it's like, man, if the people who actually make the thing are like, yeah, we, we have a hard time doing that, you're like, whoa. Like, I know they have... Uh, now, especially for cell phones and, 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 uh, iPads and things, they have like these things where you can buy that are like that heat the glue, like right exactly where the glue is. And then, cause it's like kind of the reverse of what the actual machines do it to put it together. 
and so you can try and get get the glue just right because yeah they're all just super glued together yeah Yeah, that's why they're not recyclable a lot of people don't know that that's why you can't recycle a lot of apple electronics and cell phones is because they're glued together and that glue is actually hazardous and you can't recycle the glue but anyways so i to get somewhat back on topic i was going to say i'm conflicted about the tcl as a brand because of your parents experience but then uh stacy my girlfriend has a tcl she's had it since the day she moved here it was one of the first things she bought and she watches tv i don't want to say all the time but she watches i would say an average about for a single person that has streaming only you know a lot of times she'll leave the tv on with music playing like spotify or something for her animals so and she's been putting it through the paces hers is a 4k hers is a tcl4 series i think probably and okay she's had no problems with it she loves it It has the built-in roku tv everything but then i hear about your parents you know and your parents had their tv six months maybe yeah not that long and and you know all they do is just they weren't doing anything weird with it you know all they do watching some tv and you know and they don't watch that much tv to begin with no not really so they don't anyways so yeah Okay, Mike. All right, we'll get back on topic and end this podcast. But hey, you know, this is our 200th episode. We got on a cool topic. We both love technology. We both love television. It's kind of on topic because, it, you know, I mean, that's the way things are going. We're going to be watching movies on our TV, so why not splurge and get a little bit better TV? I did. I think it was worth it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, for Super Bowl, I might might figure out something. We'll, we'll see. We'll I just see. can't justify spending $1,000 on a TV, though. I mean, I spent yeah. more than what I thought I should have, and that was on sale. It was over a thousand dollar TV that was on sale. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the deal I would be looking for. Is like that that six hundred dollar seems like a, you know, it's a lot, but it seems like a decent price for something that will last, you know, hopefully ten years. Yeah, mine was a twelve or thirteen hundred dollar TV, brand new, and I got it shipped to my house. God, did I use, was it Target or Best Buy? It was either Target or Best Buy. I think it might have been Target. Direct from Vizio. They shipped it from the factory. Uh, 750 bucks with tax. I thought that was a smoking deal, man. Sure, it wasn't like completely half off, but I mean, I'm very happy with it. Yeah, and I got it at a model year-end clearance. Nice. It's great, you know? Yeah, there's newer stuff now, but I don't care. I'm very happy with it. I really am. Well, that's cool, man. Very cool. So, okay, Mike, how many reels? <laughs> From TVs to reels. <laughs> All right, TVs to reels. Uh, I will give that five TV. Oh, uh, I will give that. Uh, I like this movie quite a bit. I'm going to give it four reels. Four reels. Okay, Mike. Okay. Well, Mike, as always, I'm a little bit uh, lower than you. Uh oh. Uh oh. No, I like this movie a lot. I just have a few hiccups here and there. Um, Like I said, this is a must watch for me every holiday season, much like our movie for next week, Die Hard. I give the comedy classic retelling of A Christmas Carol three and a half out of five reels. So not bad. Not as high as you, though. No, not as high as me. That's okay, Matt. That's all right. You know, sometimes we disagree. Uh, not as often as uh, I think uh, I would have thought we might have, but uh, it's interesting to see our our opinions on all the stuff, uh, knowing 
the how we grew up and everything. So yeah. So all right. Well, speaking about uh, growing up and our opinions uh, differing, uh, next week Die Hard. Uh, I can already tell you right now our reels don't matter because I'm going to rate it the same way we rated it last time. So if you want to know, go take a look at uh, two years ago, I think was the last time we did it. We promised we were going to do it every year, but we skipped last year, So, but we're doing it this year. The original Die Hard is going to be our Christmas podcast. It's going to come out on December 23rd. That's next Wednesday. So uh, make sure and hit us up and uh, watch it with us. Uh, Mike... Uh, Go ahead, uh, do your thing. Unless you got some more stuff you want to add, yo. No, no, I, I, I don't have anything else. So, uh, with that, uh, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, go out and catch a movie. Uh, if not going out, uh, at least go out, uh, go and stream a movie, and uh, we'll catch you on the next pod. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Good morning, Magic 99.1. Who's this? It's your bestest friend in the whole world. Matt Shaw. How you doing, buddy? See, I'm glad you admitted it that time. <laughs> I would never deny that, not to anybody, especially you. Okay, good. Good. How you doing? Wow, you're you're pretty busy this morning there, Lisa. Lots hey, of phone calls. You huh? know what? Yep, I'm uh, getting people up and getting people going, Matt. That's my job, and I love it. Well, where are they going? Aren't they supposed to stay home because <laughs> of the virus? Well, you know, some people got stuff to take care of, Matt. Like Costco. Probably. Yep. Is that where you're headed? No. No. I'm not going anywhere. I'm working from home. Oh, very so. nice. Lucky you. Well, good. Then we can play on the radio. Sweet. <laughs> Tell me, <laughs> what are we talking about this morning? You, oh, you remember? I told you we're we're I talking don't rem- about I do another eighties classic. I do not remember oh, one no. week to the next, Matt. I'm sorry. Remind me. Is that the time of the year, or is that just because uh, you're just that? Busy? That's the time of my life. Move on. <laughs> the time of your life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. What are we talking yes, about? <laughs> okay, we're, we're talking about the 1980s comedy classic, A Christmas Carol retelling in the form of Bill Murray with Scrooge. Oh, yes, yeah, Scrooge. Of course. I'm going to start writing these things down. Scrooge, you watched it again, and I'm sure you loved it once again. Of course. This is a wonderful movie. It's one of the best forms of telling the Christmas Carol ever. There are issues, but I love Bill Murray. He is hilarious. Oh, he's so good. What are the issues? Let's talk about him. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the the love story in it. It's kind of, uh, I think it needs to be brought more to the front, I guess is a good way to put it. Okay. So you don't, so you, then, think, you don't think it wasn't, wasn't necessary. You just think that they should have made a bigger deal about it. Yes. I think it should have been a heck of a lot more important and there should have been a lot more told about it. And it kind of, you know, the, you, he, uh, calls his ex-girlfriend that he hasn't talked to in 15 years and then the second time he sees her, they're like practically making out. So what happened in between for them to reconnect, you know? Right, right. We need more. Exactly. Okay. And I think that was a very important part of this story, and there just wasn't enough in there. Okay. What else? Um, I think the second ghost wails on him a little bit too much, but that's hilarious. <laughs> so I'm conflicted. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> it was a little uncomfortable, um, but entertaining. Right, right. Yeah. And, and then his his coming to Jesus moment seems kind of uh, lackadaisical. Okay. You know, um, 
at the very end where the ghost of the Christmas future, it's not like big and dramatic, like in a Christmas Carol, other tellings. It just shows them in this crypt and uh, doing a cremation and he's in there and that's enough to make him change his ways. I don't know. I don't buy that. Okay. Again, we wanted more. I wanted more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I wanted more. That's okay. (laughs) That's all right. You know what? You deserve more. So how many reels are you going to give it? I give it three and a half out of five. Three and a half out of five. So definitely something you want to revisit during the holiday season. I personally like to revisit it every year if I can. I think it's a wonderful film. It is well worth the watch. Uh, Right now it's on the AMC movie channel and they play it randomly throughout the day, I think. So that's where you can catch it right now. Very good. Excellent. And are you playing Santa film nerd this morning? Yes, I got another one. It was a last minute giveaway. I was only going to have one this month, but I got a second one. And this one is for a comedy starring Drew Barrymore called The Stand-In. Ooh, how bad could that be, right? It sounds pretty funny, yeah. but uh, the, the, it says the stand-in is the story of a disaffected comedy actress and her ambitious stand-in trading places. Oh. So Drew Barrymore plays two roles. Well, and she's wonderful. She's so good at everything she does. And it also stars T.J. Miller uh, and Michael Zegan. Okay, very good. And people just need to email you and tell you what their yep. favorite Christmas movie is, correct? Yep, I'm going to keep that going because I love hearing everyone's favorite Christmas movies. It's wonderful this time of year. It gives me something else to chat about and watch. There you go. And that's um, real, what is it? Film Nerds at RealFilmNerds.com. It's close. It's Nerds (laughs) at RealFilmNerds.com. Why do you make things so difficult for me? It's not difficult at all. I'm going to make one just for you. I'm going to make an email address and call it just Lisa (laughs) or Magic. There we go. It's Nerds. Nerd or nerds? Nerds with an S. <laughs> yes. All right. Nerds at realfilmnerds.com. Matt, I love you, buddy. Have a great week. We'll chat next Monday. Thanks, Lisa. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Bye-bye.